What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. This one might be quick, but um, I, it's been like stewing in my brain for 48 hours. And I do this thing where I try to calm down after something happens um, that gets me all spun up. And I, it's like I want to go home, press record and lose my mind. But I try not to generally uh, to make sure that I'm processing the information correctly and that I feel like I have a good grasp of the situation before I talk about it, to be fair to that situation. Um, but, and, and I'm going to be really vague about the, where this came from thing, just because like I was, I had privileged access <laughs> to overhear some people talking. Um, and I don't want to in any way, like, you know, violate the trust of, the organization that I had that access to or, or anything like that. Cause that's unfair. But, um, suffice it to say it was a discussion, uh, about of le like leadership, having a discussion about, um, a group of sailors who were having what they perceived to be a widely, applicable issue culturally. Um, and when I say culturally, what I mean is uh, it's, it's a label used a lot to imply that like procedural compliance, discipline, um, take like basically like engagement, taking seriously the work that's being done uh, where you're having like procedural violations and safety violations and watch standard issues and, and stuff like that. Um, and generally, the first place I go with those types of things when I saw them happen on the submarines I was on was the people. And it's kind of, I mean, I mean, pretty much default here all the time is the people doing that job that are, are having an issue aren't having a need met somehow. And that's a leadership problem there if it's a large group of people which in this case it for the sake of this discussion it is when there's a large group of people that are having an issue it's a leadership problem it's not like the entire and i'm an enormous group of people across like <laughs> the entire submarine force effectively or like say it's like across the entire like aviation community or who, whoever, whatever warfare community or, or even the entire Navy. Like if that large of a demographic is, is having a cultural issue, that's a leadership problem. That's not a, a, the people aren't just aren't doing their job good enough or like, like that's a symptom of the leadership problem that you have. Uh, you can't blame that gigantic demographic for the problem that they're having and you can't hold them accountable as if they're to blame for the problems that they're having. And here's what I mean by that. So for instance, and I talk about this one a lot because I've seen it happen a lot when a group of sailors and, and think about when I say group, think about this gigantic demographic that I'm talking about, whatever you want to imagine for this, this mental exercise, gigantic group of people. So when this group starts having an issue with work controls. So there's a bunch of tag out violations. 
people are doing midnight maintenance. There's just crazy stuff happening, not opening and closing the work packages correctly and all this other stuff. There's a lot of mechanisms built in to ensure we're safe, right? Like on submarines, we have the program called Rig for Dive, and it's so that water stays out of the people tank when it's not supposed to be like there. there's it's never supposed to be in the people tank. But like there's times we want the submarine to submerge and there's times that we don't and the times that we don't mean generally mean we have holes open in the in the submarine like hatches uh so we're on the surface or we're more to the pier or whatever so stuff like that where you're having like rig for dive issues or, or whatever um when a giant group of people are having issues you start to talk about well we have a cultural problem okay a, it, <laughs> the reason I'm so spun up right now is like so a lot of times and, and I haven't been privy to the the view I had of this until recently is is a lot of times within a command you'll have the command leadership say well there's a cultural issue here and they they know they're responsible for the culture but the response still kind of feels like it like a blame game, right? Where the leadership isn't taking responsibility for the fact that you don't have a need that's being met and we need to figure out how to meet that need so that you are engaged and properly trained and well-rested and in the right mindset to do whatever you need to do in the way that you need to do it, okay? And and it's it's one of those things that it's like, it's just an ownership issue. It's the understanding that when you recognize an issue as leadership, you're not just like writing down a bunch of corrective actions, wrapping it in a brick and throwing it in the direction of the people that have a cultural problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's you, you are part of that. Like if there's a cultural problem, it's because you haven't created as leadership, the culture that's required for these sailors to succeed. So it's not, uh, point in a direction and say you have a cultural problem it's we have a cultural problem or we have a problem with whatever is going on that we decided to label as a cultural problem because it's just what we like to label it as in the navy i don't know why but the the frustration that i have is is i sat and just listened to a group of leaders that should know better talk about this group that was having a air quotes cultural issue and we need to do something about it and it was very much a a subtle unspoken us versus them mentality like we don't have a cultural problem we need to fix them so that they don't have a cultural problem and that's the first and and fatal mistake in my opinion is nothing is ever going to get fixed if we continue to look at it like like one that it's this us versus them thing and it's not it's not leadership's responsibility to take ownership of this thing that is very much happening because they're not doing what they need to do which means you do own it in every possible definition and that you as a leadership structure and we as a team need to fix this problem. And then two is that you can't do it without like leadership principles. Like you can't do it without like, you need to lead your way out of the problem. 
not like administrate your way out of the problem. You can't in like in a work controls like process when we when you're having issues where you just had a bunch of tag out violations and safety issues and whatever and there's a large group that is having an issue conforming to the the procedural stuff and the safety stuff and just doing the process correctly which is designed to keep the worker safe and to not break equipment and to not damage the ship but primarily to keep people safe that they're not doing that that process correctly you're not going to fix that problem by taking an adversarial stance and layering more burdensome administrative requirements on top of what they are already having an issue with and say we're going to train out of this problem we're going to have a we're going to post signs that say these are the watch standing tenants or we're going to tell you all about the content of the tum and, and whatever else and and like thou shalt follow these procedural steps when hanging and clearing tags that's not going to fix anything unless in your analysis as a leader you have not you have failed to train them which is generally not the case i mean in the navy we just beat everybody over the head um with training and qualifications and and which is why we're good at a lot of the things that we do but People have needs. When those needs are not being met, you're going to see large groups of people start to behave not the way that you need them to. And instead of blaming those people, you need to take a really close look at what you as leadership are doing or not doing that is denying them the thing that they need to be successful at this thing, whatever we're talking about. And I'm, God, I'm I'm so sick and tired of hearing people that should know better, that have a responsibility to know better, talk about it like it's a fault issue, like it's a, oh, well, this group of junior people that are like undermanned, overmatched by mission requirements, just burdened by administrative requirements and collateral duties and god knows what else that they're they're the problem and they're just not taking it seriously so we're going to train our way out of this and we're going to have an all hands call wag our finger at them add a couple like stupid burdensome requirements that are not going to alter behavior in any way shape or form and then walk off and like pat ourselves on the back check the box on our excel spreadsheet and call it a day It's not going to fix anything. You will not alter human behavior in any way. It'll probably just get worse. And I've been having a discussion lately, which I I plan to dive into this study. um, But there's a study that came out analyzing a lot of the major mishaps that we've had in the last five years as as a as an organization, as a Navy and from the group surveyed, and I think it was like 75 or 100 people, 94% of, of these people, and they were all like sailors that had recently retired or separated, I think. Um, 94% said it was a leadership problem that led to major mishaps, and to like ship collisions, like major fires, 
like crazy, like high, high level, high visibility mishaps that led to loss of life or severe damage to to sailors and equipment. And still and still we're having this conversation as if we're going to administrate our way out of the problem. No bandwidth is or resources or even a serious discussion is taking place past that study, which was not commissioned by the Navy. It was commissioned by, I believe, Congress. Again, I'm going to I'm going to dig into that and probably do a podcast on that whole thing with a, a, a guest that I think will add to it. But. It's like we're not I, I don't I can't even conceive how we're not grasping what the problem is. We have a leadership problem. We do, and I'm part of it. I, I don't ever want to think that I'm getting like th- I don't want ever to put myself in a position where people think that I'm above it or I think I'm not involved in it. I'm a chief. I'm part of the chief's mess, like hundred percent part of the leadership problem in the Navy. And the fact that we're not recognizing that that's the issue and pouring ridiculous amounts of time and energy and resources into rectifying that. And broadly, I believe the, the solution to that is leadership development and education. And we have the capacity. Like the, the senior enlisted Academy is outstanding. I think it happens too late for most people. I think their behaviors have been validated through promotions and awards and and everything else to the point that by the time they arrive there, unless they're just an open-minded person, which they exist, many times they're not going to radically alter their behavior based on what happens there because their behavior, good or bad, has been validated so many times before they ever arrive at the Senior Enlisted Academy. We haven't, there hasn't been a steady, steady strain all the way up to that point where we've been checking in and providing education and leadership development leading up to that point, at least formally, unless you lucked your way into the best mentor ever. So I, and I, th- I mean, I thought I was going to start screaming into this microphone. I like, I'm, I'm, it's almost like a feeling of defeat in a way, even though I, I'll never stop doing what I'm doing with this podcast and I'll never stop trying to help. But it just I it just feels like it's never going to happen. You know, like it just feels like the the level of of visibility or I guess like concern that would need to exist i mean there's a you know three or four people wearing our uniform to work every day that have the juice to say hey this is our new priority and i i (laughs) it doesn't feel like it's imminent um i feel like there are some people that think it it's important generally and um are doing what they think they can in the current environment to do things like like so like the inlet courses and stuff like that it's a step in the right direction it's not it's not even close to 
gonna fix the problem especially because i don't even know what's happening with it it doesn't seem like it's still rolling out i don't know i'd have to do some more research on that to see if that has recommenced post-covid um stuff but yeah i'm 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 in a place where i am just it was shocking to hear this conversation happen and it was disappointing and it was just i had this gross feeling like like because i know what's going to come out of it and it's going to apply to a large demographic of people who i'm i'm confident based on talking to experts in that career field that my analysis of the problem (laughs) and my understanding of the problem based on them communicating to me and i've observed it too these are people i worked with and deployed with that their needs are not going to be met or addressed by the discussion of corrective actions and I would argue that they're going to be exacerbated. Like it's going to be made worse. All this is going to do is add more stuff to their life's to-do list and stress them out even more and just make them lose faith in their leadership structure even more. And that's disheartening. Um, I... I don't know. I like this is it's one of the first times in a long time I've I've felt this way um, where I I do believe that there's a generation of of chiefs and officers, some of which listen to this podcast um, that are largely frustrated with what they're seeing and and how they're feeling while they're serving. And I hope that the majority of the ones that decide to make it a career when they are in the position of being a fleet, a force, a MCPON, a CNO, a a VCNO, or like a, you know, like one of those positions where like CNP, when you're in a position to um, affect real change, that you do so and that you don't let your concern for these people slip away in your march up the ranks like i think some of it may be a lack of leadership development and education i think that's a large part of it because i think that they're trained like leadership are like we're trained on our way up that this is the way that you fix these problems and so there's a there's always a part of me that thinks that it's a self-sabotage like deficiency where we are teaching our aspiring leaders that are going to replace us to do it the wrong way and then the juniors are beside themselves when the decisions that get made don't do anything to fix actual problems and just make their life hurt more because they're the entire time on the way up, they've been taught to do it the wrong way um, and have never independently found a way to uh, to do it differently and kind of lost sight of what it felt like when they were in that position, 
where they were getting kind of their souls crushed a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that like we're, we're, we're definitely doing this to ourselves. If, if not by only by virtue of the fact that we're not recognizing it to be a leadership problem and then pouring all the resources necessary into fixing that problem. Um, but also we're not prioritizing taking care of people's needs. It's like we want to appear to solve the problem on paper. Uh, I was just talking to a friend about, a. he said, he, he said numerous times to leaders that, uh, do you want me to actually fix this or do you want me to turn your spreadsheet green? And that's how I feel about it. It's like, we need to actually fix it. And I don't feel like there's a lot of appetite for doing that because it would be really difficult and it would demand a lot of time and resources. And most importantly, and probably the thing that's, that's keep holding us back from doing so is we would have to admit we're wrong. We would have to own that we have a problem and that this whole time we've been doing it wrong. And it's clearly not working, so we need to radically change course and reprioritize leadership development and education and change the way that we teach officers and chiefs to lead. And apparently, (laughs) that's a really difficult thing to say. Um, I had a big fear going into doing this podcast when I first started it that when I said things like that, which I fully intended to do, that there would be a gigantic backlash that especially my peers in in the mess, but also just whoever stumbled upon it would be like, how dare you question this institution and tell us we're doing it wrong and stuff like that. But the weird part, and maybe it's just because I'm, I'm in an echo chamber and I'm only finding like-minded people. I, I don't know. Um, the weird part, that's not what I believe, but I, you know, could be wrong, but weirdly, (laughs) strangely, every single chief I've ever talked to that I've, I've linked up with regarding this podcast has felt the same way that I do Uh, on some kind of a spectrum. Sure. But I've never got passionate disagreement i've never gotten vitriol i've never gotten hate i've never gotten any level of you're a moron and you have no idea what you're talking about and you're totally wrong and maybe those people have listened and just stopped listening and never reached out i I don't know but i've literally in this almost seven years i've been doing this never gotten that level of disagreement and i've i've had a lot of officers reach out with the same like like oh wow I I love this. I love the way you're like, you're saying what I'm thinking, but not saying out loud. And it's like, and that's, that's great. But especially for the ones that are sticking around, you got to start saying it out loud. You got to start acting on it. You got, when you put a command at C pin on or a, a command cookie on, you got to start living it. And there's guys out there doing it. There's, there's, there are, Sailors, I, I, should, I say, guys, I, there are sailors out there doing it. There are incredible CMCs, male, female, whatever, just absolutely crushing it, applying these types of principles, and their sailors respond. I just, so it's like there's case studies out there for it working, and there's a level of control. 
that you have. And I talked about that on the last podcast that like the command triad has. So it's not like you've got to be in the nosebleed seats to get this done. There's a level of control that a commands triad has that can implement the type of culture that would solve these problems. And it's like, it's simple, not easy. Sure. But it's, I almost want to use the word easy. The hardest part is that leadership structure, one, understanding these principles and two, implementing them, like having the courage to implement them because it sounds like a radical shift. Sounds risky. And you don't got to change everything all at once. Change a couple things every day and see how it works out. I'm telling you, I. If you meet all of their needs or at least make a concerted effort to at all times. I'm telling you, a lot of this stuff will change and it will change for the better, even even in units that are undermanned, even in the places where they're like, there's going to be problems you can't solve as the command triad. You can try real hard. There are ways around manning issues like soliciting riders from other commands and, and temporary help. And I mean, some shore duty places could even utilize reservists and all kinds of other stuff. But there's a limit to your power. But there's a lot you can solve at the command triad level by just creating a culture. <laughs> there's that word again. Um, creating a good command culture, understanding these principles and having the courage to implement them instead of sticking with the status quo because you want to get an EP and move on to the next level of your career. There's a lot of, of leaders that are risk averse because they want to keep going. And I get it. But I also disagree with it. If it, I I have the belief system of if you're going to do that job, if you're going to put a command at C pin on, if you're going to put a command cookie on, and you're going to go do that job. You got to have the courage to go down with the ship. You, you, you have to understand that there's a right way to do the job and and that right way. As, and, and again, there's debate here, I'm sure, as far like as long as the mission's still getting accomplished and there's obviously like policy and, and procedures that have to be followed. But there is a, a spectrum of control that the triad has that's outside the realm of those things that can also be used to meet the needs of these sailors. And if you create a command culture where these sailors know unquestionably know that you care about them and that at all times you have their best interests at heart and you are trying with every every drop of effort that you have to meet their needs and to do everything you can to make sure that they are in the they are positioned in the best possible way to meet all the mission requirements and go home healthy and happy um like the command culture that you create will be incredible and i'm not just making this up. I've seen it. I've experienced it as a member of the command. And then just in an observational way, I've seen it. It's real. <laughs> it's not a myth. And this can happen just based on a command triad buying it and, and taking ownership of this thing and just taking care of their people. Um, I'm going to wrap this one up. Um, I will continue on this thread when I do that follow on podcast with that study. I'll bring a guest on to help me work through that uh, as a, also as a filter to make sure that, that I'm understanding everything and articulating everything. Cause I, I want pushback. 
because it's going to be a pretty serious topic. So um, that one's inbound. Uh, a couple other cool things. Um, but if you need anything from us, have any questions, comments, concerns, or criticisms, hit us up. Don't go up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't go up the ship podcast. Or you can DM me on Instagram or Reddit at Deacus Podcast. Or just engage on Reddit in the threads and comment, and I will respond eventually. Um, on Discord now, too. Deacus uh, Podcast. I, I like the Navy Discord. Don't fully understand the concept yet, but I'm working on it. Um, uh, so I kind of check in on that once in a while. So I'm, I'm there occasionally. So if you're not there and you, it's another kind of, it's a different style of discussion, uh, like functionality anyway. Um, but yeah, so I got invited there and I've kind of been checking in on that. I, I need to get a little more well-versed in how it works, but, um, checking in on that as well. So there's that. Um, if you would like to support us, uh, there's another mechanism inbound very soon. I'll announce that on social media when I'm ready, uh, which probably will be next month. I think I'll finally be ready to do that. But, uh, right now you can go to dguestpodcast.com slash shop, pick up shirts, stickers, pins, all that kind of stuff just helps keep the lights on. Uh, and that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. <laughs>